Welcome to Ode to Games. My name's Logan Plant. Joined today by Kevin Valine. Hello, Kevin. How you doing, Logan? I'm doing well, but you had an eventful week, Kev. I did. So if you've been listening to this show at all in the past basically year, I've been trying to get a PS5. Uh, most of the, the sales of the PS5 in Japan are on the lottery. And after 10 months and 14 lottery entrances, <laughs> oh my gosh. I finally got one. Congratulations. I didn't have to pay yeah. a scalper or anything. Picked it up last Sunday. The disc edition. And the disc edition, yes. I whenever the the uh the digital edition came in, did not even care. I was like, I don't need that mm-hmm. in my life. I just want the uh, the the disc edition. But it it is here. I've played it a lot in the past week and it's a good time. I'm enjoying it. Great. We're going to talk more about your PS5 impressions a little later in the show. Zach, also a PS5 owner is here. Hello, Zach Rost. I was really expecting to be the last one to pick one up, so I'm glad that wasn't the case. <laughs> I was too. Yeah. I didn't expect it to take this long. It's exciting. Exciting that we're we're all here now. Can all talk about the big PS5 exclusives. Kevin is playing Horizon Forbidden West, and he also played Astro's Playroom, so excited to hear what he thinks now that he has a PlayStation 5. But first, we're going to get into the news. Uh, some Switch news. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak had a big digital event earlier this week. We got a release date. It's coming out on June 30th, 2022 on Switch and PC, so simultaneous release now that it's out on PC. That happened earlier this year. It's going to cost $39.99 with a deluxe edition of $49.99. There's also a collector's edition for $100 that comes with a steel book and the amiibo and a bunch of digital goodies uh, which is tempting but can't do it can't do it Uh, they also showed off some new monsters we got the three monsters were really shown off in this trailer garengolm who's a super cool like frankenstein monkey luna garen who we saw in one of the earlier trailers malzano is the elder dragon that's the cover monster that we've seen before and astalos who is a lightning based zach are they an elder dragon this is a returning monster but are they an elder dragon do you know you know i don't think they're an elder dragon because i think they're grouped in with the it's like a group of four from generations on 3ds and you know mm-hmm. glavinus mizutsune none of them are elder dragons so i don't think astalos is an elder dragon but definitely a dragon really so, cool looking too yeah very cool (laughs) yeah and they also announced this is all just extremely similar to the format they did for iceborne they announced that these new this new armor sets and defender weapon sets are joining rise so you can plow through the base game faster if you want to get to sunbreak you want to get to the new content Uh, but yeah the new monsters look really great there's one new area that's kind of similar to iceborne's the guiding lands where it's a bunch of different kind of biomes in one area. It's called, I believe, the Citadel. And yes. it looks amazing. It has this giant, like, ruined castle in the middle. Some serious Elden Ring vibes from this expansion, yeah, which is exactly. what Zach and I have been playing. But looks super cool. Excited for June 30th. Zach, what'd you think of this? Yeah, I, I'm also very excited. Um, I'm glad we finally got a release date. Um, it's coming out on a Thursday, which is a little weird. Yeah. We're probably going to play it on Friday. Um, so it's going to be hard to wait a day, but I am tempted because I do want the Amiibo. I might just pick up the steel book and the Amiibo for the, for the hundred dollar yeah. total. I don't know if that's saving any money. I don't think, I don't think it is based on the, the standard price of Amiibo. Yeah. It's paying really like 25 extra the... bucks than you should be. Yeah. Cause it's also that's... rise on the cart. It's like a physical of rise oh. and sunbreak. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't own a physical rise. I bought it digitally. So maybe I'll still splurge. I don't know. Depending. 
Um, but yeah, it looks definitely very good. I like Elgato. It showed off a lot of the NPCs going around Elgato, like the new yeah. handler, which is like a child, <laughs> and uh, the, the blacksmith and like the general, who I think looks super cool. Um, so definitely very excited. Um, and a new subspecies of one of the monsters introduced in Rise. One of my favorite monsters, the Bishaten. Oh, yeah. It's getting a new one, the Blood Orange Bishaten. Ah, that looks so good. Yeah, he's throwing yeah. like like steaming uh, fruit at you it's like they, looks they're acidic. exploding pine cones yeah why is what it they fruit? are why isn't it I don't, like because blood it's oranges? a subspecies yeah well yeah, i don't know that's weird i guess my only concern here is that they didn't really talk about any of the difficulty or any of the actual gameplay it was more like here's the monster designs here's the hub uh, here's a yeah. few other things like the new area but there Couple there are going to be more events and more information before it comes out but Rise was just so easy, and as we've talked about, didn't have the hooks to keep us as long as World did, and I'm really hoping Sunbreak changes that for Rise, and I think it could, because Iceborne was a huge improvement on base World, so I definitely think it'll be an improvement, but I would have liked to see a little bit more gameplay specifics on how Master Rank is going to work, and another thing I wish I'd seen is Rise had the village quests and the hub quests, and the village quests were single player only, and it was a lot of the story content was locked behind those, and... I'm wondering if Sunbreak is going to have that same thing too. Because that would be really disappointing. If we've already been playing multiplayer for like the last 50 hours of this thing. And now it's like, okay, back to the village quests for the start of Sunbreak would be really disappointing. Yeah, and the sad part is I can, I can kind of see it going in that direction. Like there's still going to be the single player quests. And then of course the multiplayer quests on the side that we can do. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they, they lean away from, from forcing us to do single player uh, to get through the story. Yeah, Kev, anything you saw in this event that caught your eye? I didn't actually see it. Yeah. <laughs> I it's haven't played surprising. Monster Hunter in yeah. quite a while, so uh, it wasn't super on my radar. I knew you guys were going to be all over it, so we get all the analysis from you guys. <laughs> yeah, looks cool. You should check out that monkey monster, because he looks really, really cool. He's he's super cool design. But that's Monster Hunter Rise, June 30th. Man, this year is just nonstop. It is just it is just not slowing down. Uh, but super excited, interested to hear more about what Master Rank will entail. I mentioned Elden Ring. Zach and I are fully in. We played on, on the phone together for three and a half hours yesterday. And to me, it felt like 20 minutes. Like it passed like it was nothing. And a lot of other people feel that way too. This game has sold 12 million copies. And it's been out for less than a month. It came out February 25th. And Bandai Namco and FromSoft have announced that it's already sold 12 million worldwide. 1 million in Japan as of March 14th, 2022. This is packaged and digital and this is a new IP. I know that it's like from soft games, people view them as a series, but technically this is a new series. So th those are just bonkers numbers. And if this from soft games have really gone mainstream now. I feel like they really started as these niche things that only their fans were into, but 12 million in three weeks is just absolutely huge, Kev. Yeah, I saw somewhere where uh, it took until Dark Souls 3 for the entire series to reach that number and Elden Ring did it in, you know, what, two, two, three weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. And it shows, yeah, the widespread appeal of it. I think that they've done a good job of, of appealing to a wider group of people while still delivering an experience that, that the hardcore fans will, will have a good time with. Yeah. Just the open world games just also tend to sell better than other games like we yeah. saw that with breath yeah. of the wild too it smashed the record for the highest selling zelda game pretty quickly so i think that yeah people are just hungry for open world games and 
it's a great one, as we're going to talk about a little later in the show. Man, this is slow news week. I feel like news is usually yeah. like 40 minutes. This is our last story <laughs> already. Not a lot happening. <laughs> we, we, uh, we have not done a room around of in a while, so no. we got a lot to cover there. <laughs> we so do. We'll, we'll pick up the slack later on. Yeah, we have a good, a good rumor. <laughs> Good rumor coming up. EA Play Live <laughs> has been canceled for 2022. This is EA's event that always happens like that Friday or Saturday before E3. When it, back when it was in person, it was always like across the street from the LA Convention Center. So it's pretty much a part of E3. But EA has said that they're going to show off titles when they're ready and not show everything on one day. We've seen this with the Dead Space events they've been doing for the Dead Space remake. And then you have events like Star Wars Celebration coming up where I imagine we'll see Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2. And then the sports games just come out like clockwork yeah. every year. It doesn't really matter. So this this isn't really huge, I think, for in terms of EA games. But I think just in terms of what it could mean for the rest of the summer showcases, we still don't really know how that's all going to shake out. And we're about three months away from that. Yeah, it depends on if other companies will, will follow this lead. If they're like, yeah, maybe we don't have a bunch of stuff to show on one day. And it'd be better for us to to kind of space it out and show things, uh, show off things when they're ready. Whereas some other companies, you know, Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo will probably have enough to, to fill that whole slate of some sort of presentation. But I think for, for some of the smaller, um, the smaller guys like in an EA or a Ubisoft or, or like a Square Enix or something, I could see mm-hmm. them either pivoting to like a Microsoft or Sony or kind of spreading out their announcements a little bit. If they don't feel like they have to put something together for it and, an E3 thing that's not going to happen. Yeah, and like, based on last year, Square Enix sure as heck did not <laughs> need a big event. And yeah, we just no, saw them didn't. announce two big games in the state of play last week for yeah. them. The, I don't remember what, the Diafield Chronicle and yep. Valkyrie, Valkyrie Profile? Is that what <laughs> no, Valkyrie Profile is the original, oh, right? Dang it. It's, it's, it's a new yeah, one, Valkyrie... I don't remember I what forgot. it's called. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it's a neither. Square Enix name, though. But, yeah, and I imagine if we have a big PS5 showcase in, like, May, like I think we did in years past, that could be, like, Final Fantasy 16, maybe Remake Part 2. I feel like we expect those games at every event. They yeah, I, I'm sick of expecting those games to show up at something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, oh, more than anything, I just hope we still do get the Xbox and Nintendo event in, in June, because Sony hasn't even been doing them. Uh, the last year so I, I hope that we just get those two because they've been pretty good and xbox especially after a strong year last year man there's a bunch of bad stuff coming out about what's going on at the studio working on perfect dark the perfect dark reboot it yeah, seems like there's just an exodus of talent so and there's like not really anything first party on the books for xbox really the rest of this year so i'm not i'm not really sure what's going on over there so i would like a big event from them they do have starfield coming up but i'd like a big event from them to just Get an update on some of these titles. Didn't they have an indie presentation the other day? <laughs> they did. There was that uh, w, that wrestling JRPG. Did you guys see that? That game looked no. really cool. Yeah, it's that like sounds a, amazing. Yeah, it's like turn-based JRPG sprite work, and the battles take place in a boxing ring, and you're just like these crazy WWE wrestlers that just do these wild moves as their attacks. It looks really cool. The name, I don't have it off the top of my head, but... It looks like a really, really cool game. That's the only thing I really saw from that showcase. I, I kind of bring it up, though, because Xbox, they, they have these showcases and nobody knows. Nobody yep. nobody pays attention. And I don't know if if that's on, on Xbox or I feel like it's more on Xbox than on people. But you look at 
you know, state of play, we've talked about it. They have not been very strong uh, the last couple, but at the very least, people still tune in and people know ahead of time and prep for it to come. And Nintendo, of course, the Nintendo Directs, that's always a huge event. But Microsoft, if it's not E3, it's like they don't really promote it and no one really cares. And mm-hmm. then it just happens. And then you see like a random article, like, oh, here's some cool games. And it's just no one's watching them. Yeah, it's true. It's like state of plays don't set the internet on fire like a direct does. But then Xbox, like there's not even an ember. Like there's just nothing. Nobody. <laughs> I didn't even know this yeah. happened until afterwards. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I just saw an article. I'm like, oh, okay. There's a couple of interesting games there. Why didn't I know this before? Who knew knew that this was happening? Xbox, I think, needs to do a better job of building like a cohesive brand for that uh, that presentation that's uh, to pair it with E3 because I feel like they have these random showcases and you never know exactly what you're going to get, like Xbox at ID or something, indies, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Their branding's a little bit weird on on the presentations. I think yeah. they need a more cohesive branding for those. Yeah. But let's get to our rumor roundup, which is somewhat related because it harkens back to May twenty seventh of twenty twenty one. Of course, if uh, if you're if you're unfamiliar, rumor roundup is our kind of weekly segment. We've taken like three <laughs> weeks off. For a little bit. We've been really busy on the show, uh, <laughs> covering all the latest Sonic Frontiers rumors ahead of its release. Uh, hopefully this later this year of its release in a a year (laughs) we'll see about that but uh, we're taking a little sidetrack from sonic frontiers this week to talk about sonic origins which is all the buzz right now in the sonic community because of the complete radio silence from sega on this game so this game was announced last may may 27 2021 at sonic central which was the sonic style nintendo direct presentation that sonic team put on where you had you had some tv show updates you had some merch announcements and then you had the first tease of sonic frontiers before its official announce at the game awards and then you had this sonic origins which is a another collection we've had like 15 collections of these games of sonic the hedgehog sonic the hedgehog 2 sonic cd and sonic 3 and knuckles and this looked like just a quick way to get all these classic games on modern platforms. And here we are nearly a year later, and they have not mentioned it again since they announced it almost a year ago. So basically, the Sonic community right now is just asking, where is this thing? Where is it? So there was a rumor in July of 2021 this, that the game was still stated to be in the early stages of development. And it's been nothing since then. So this is a port, right? This is just a port of these games, and it is developed in-house by Sega. So I guess it's just kind of causing some concern that Sonic Team and Sega isn't able to put anything out on time right now. So uh, they do want to put these games on current hardware without running on an emulator. So it's a little different. They're not really just ports. It is kind of a from-the-ground-up restructuring of these games, but still, these games are not that big. And this was announced a year ago. I'm just really surprised that these have not made it here yet. Yeah, you would think that if they had any idea that it was going to take near this long, they wouldn't have announced it back then. Especially mm-hmm. because it is just retro games. If you're announcing a collection of those, I think most people expect it to be out within like two or three months, maybe. So yeah. I don't know what they're doing. My cat's screaming. I don't know if you guys can hear that. He's freaking out. I did hear that. I love cats. (laughs) 
You okay, dude? <laughs> shout out, shout out to the cat. <laughs> yeah, plays Sonic. Yeah, uh, uh, he, he's he asking does. where he's really Origins about is. It. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of the rumor this week. Is that uh, not really a rumor? But you know, we got to yeah. What's the rumor that it's not that it's canceled? <laughs> yeah, but it is supposed to come out this year. It's supposed to come out in 2022. Lots of things are supposed to come out this year exactly. from Sonic. Yeah. I don't trust it. But I do think it's, it's cool. Come out like the same week. I do think it's yeah. cool that these games are going to run natively because it's going to make them feel almost like like maybe they'll look more like Sonic Mania. Like if these are just going to run on the hardware, um like I, they won't look as good because that game is absolutely gorgeous having come out just a few years ago, but I think of something like Super Mario 64 that did look cleaned up in the 3D All-Stars collection. It didn't look as, as grainy as the original. I think that is that could be what happens here to these classic Sonic games. So I'll probably play this when it comes out, but it is just bizarre if to it me. Comes out. <laughs> it's just bizarre that we've there's just nothing on it. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying, man, we haven't heard about Origins. You really think Frontiers is coming out this year? <laughs> I don't know. I almost think it'd be cool if they did like a pre-order bonus or like a, some sort of bundle if these things came out around the same time like pre-order sonic frontiers get the classic sonic games on on the native hardware i think that'd be cool yeah yeah that's, that's a good idea it, it add value to when the, either of these games come out if frontiers is 60 dollars, like previous rumors have said it'd be a nice yeah. little bonus to get these these classic sonic games in addition because who knows if if that's gonna hold up to its value yeah. It's Sonic, so probably not. Probably but not. But Sega, are they going to give you those games for free? Probably not. Probably not. They'll probably <laughs> just give you, like, a Sonic keychain. Or mm-hmm. what, what do they give you in colors? I got the, the Baby Sonic keychain that is the Baby Sonic before the redesign, because all the merch from Sonic 1 yeah, so, is before the redesign. So now we need the Sonic keychain of Adult Sonic before the redesign yeah. for, uh, for one of these games. Get on it. I'm sure they have it in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Totally. Got it. Yeah. All right. That's Rumor Roundup. That's the news. We've got to get into what we've been playing, which it could be a big week for. Yeah. So we'll move on to what we've been playing. Uh, definitely not as extensive uh, as last week, where I had beaten like seven games. Uh, yes. I had a lot to catch up on. But this, this week, for me personally, has been pretty dominated by Elden Ring. It is the only oh. thing I've been playing, and I am loving the crap out of it. I am about 20-ish hours in, around level 50. I've beaten a handful of bosses. I've explored a ton of different areas. This game is absolutely massive. There is so much to see. I feel like I'm missing a bunch because, you know, there's just like, you come into a room and there's eight ways out and all of them are guarded by enemies. You just got to pick one and go. Um, And then you just you find yourself lost in, in in any place you go it's it's absolutely fantastic the different areas are gorgeous uh it's it's very souls esque every every enemy you come across you don't know whether or not they're going to you're going to be able to beat them even the little ones like you could get surrounded by a horde of three tiny guys and they could absolutely annihilate your giant health bar before you even get a chance to attack um so this game Definitely feels like a From Software Souls-like game. You're always on edge, but it's always just very exciting. I, I really, I've fallen in love with this game, and I know Logan, you are also absolutely loving this game. What are what are your thoughts so far? I yeah. know you're not nearly as far as I am. Yeah, so I just finished the uh, second required boss, the first uh, shard of the Elden Ring that you get 
and he was tough. My God, he was he was hard. But Zach and I played on the phone together, like I was saying, and it's so cool because we weren't even co-oping that whole time. We for like two hours of that, we were off doing our own thing, but still just voice chatting. And it's such a cool game for that because he'll I'll just be doing my own thing, and then you'll hear Zach go like. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I can't believe what I just ran into. And it's like, I may never even see that because of how huge this game is. And that's just such a cool concept. And something I've always been, I guess, almost, almost sad that is an experience we never really got is you hear people talk about like the original Legend of Zelda when they were kids and like being on the schoolyard talking about the secrets they found in that game and how that's just something that we never really had because we're just not old enough to to have been around when those games originally came out. But this feels like that. This feels like when you hear a story someone tells, it doesn't feel like a spoiler. It feels like a story about their journey of something you should go look for too. Like Zach's like, oh, I got this and you need to go here to do it. And then once you're here, you need to do this. And I'm like, that's so cool. I haven't done that. And then Zach will hop into my world and he'll go take me through it. And we'll do it together. And it's just like super cool. And then... I think I mentioned this last week, but what I really love about this game is how you don't feel like the center of attention in the world like you do in so many other games. Not even just open world games, but just games in general. Like the main character is like just the the center of attention for everybody. In this, it doesn't feel like that. Every NPC you encounter, it feels like they are just living their life, doing their thing, and sometimes you cross paths with them. And there's this this you know the the pot guy they rolled out on stage at the game awards that was really funny looking well he yeah. i i ran across him and he's like stuck in the ground and you have to like use your heavy attack on his butt to knock him out of this this hole that he's stuck in which is just hilarious and then he's like oh thank you so much i i'm headed off this way i hope to see you again and then zach and i later like a half hour later we're just exploring this mine we open this door and he's just in there and he's like oh hey what's up thanks for saving me again i'm still heading this way and it's like that's just so cool. There was no way to know he was going to be there. He just was. And it's just like super organic feeling. And it, it's just so much fun. I did the first big dungeon, which kicked my butt. I died so many times in there, uh, but it, it was still super cool. I mentioned this to Zach when we were playing yesterday. I actually like the bosses more than the generic enemies because it's so frustrating when you just die against a regular soldier. Like when you die against the boss, it's, it's expected. When you just die against this random guard, it's like, oh my god, like, why do I keep losing to this guy? Uh, but it's it's still fun, and I'm working on getting a new sword right now because Zach deals way more damage than me, and I'm jealous, so I gotta, I gotta try and ramp up my damage output. But the exploration in this thing is just so cool, and yeah, I'm, I'm still in love with it. And it's pretty much all I'm playing. Uh, right now, I'm trying to play more Pokemon, but Elden Ring is just—it's just stolen all of my attention. Yeah, I—I I had fully intended to start Mario Odyssey this week. Um, Wait, what? But did you? Uh, are, you're not joking on that? I—I I was, was gonna. He was gonna, but I didn't. I don't believe. I you. did not start it. <laughs> I was with Zach, was and uh, he was like, "Okay, I just finished Lost Judgment." name what I'm going to play next. And we did this little game where we came up with three choices and we landed on Odyssey. So he was actually going to play Odyssey as his next game. All right. Okay. Yeah. Not anymore. It didn't happen. (laughs) The dream is dead again. Yep. No. It's just going to be Elden Ring for the next six months. And then I'll play Odyssey. Yeah. But it's, it's so cool. And just, I got invaded for the first time by a, a stranger who when Zach was in my world and he wrecked us, but then he ran away and I was able to heal enough 
uh, to survive. And then, like, five minutes later, it was just, like, it's, like, Invader fell, and it's, like, Blank died. I'm like, what happened to him? Did he just leave, or did he, like, jump off a cliff? Like, I didn't know what happened to him. Yeah, um, he just ran in, killed me, and then left Logan, and then just ran away. Yeah. Like, he didn't even know Logan was there. He never came back for me. Yeah, we also did figure out the multiplayer last week. We mentioned we were having struggles. Turns out Zach had the wrong NAT type on his internet, so it wasn't actually the game's fault. It was... Which NAT type? So, I, for some reason, my Wi-Fi was giving me NAT Type 3 on my PS5, which I, hasn't been an issue what, is it so one, far. Two or three? Or is so, it NAT Type three? 2 is the standard one that you want. I don't know why my Wi-Fi was giving me NAT Type 3 on my PS5, they because on my PS4, it gave me NAT Type 2. Randomly mm, give yeah. them out, it seems. So, I had so to bizarre. swap yeah. over to a LAN cable connection, and then that swapped me back to LAN Type 2, and then we were able to do multiplayer. So, not... Elden Ring's fault at all. Mm-hmm. It was it was on my end. Yep. Played the ad types. It's so yeah. stupid. I know. It's yeah. it's weird because it only it's very specifically disrupts some games and it's so infrequent that you can't really pinpoint the problem until you're like, oh, it's my net type. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fun times. And I have seen yep. a lot of people kind of being like, oh, I think Elden Ring is the Souls-like game that anyone will get into. I do not think that is true. I do like. I do not think Kevin would like this game. I think he would find it extremely <laughs> no. frustrating, uh, be, because like I talk about the games I love, just like trying a boss thirty times in a row, and I have fun doing that. I don't think everyone likes that. So I think that this is just the first one I fully given a chance, and the open world nature does make it more fun to get into because it's not like I'm stuck on this and I literally can't do anything else. Like it's this until I'm done with this is what you hear about like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but this is like. Wow, I can't do it. I'll I'll come back. Like the the gold dude riding a horse, the tree sentinel at the start of the world. I still haven't beaten him. I come back and try from time to time, but I can't do it right now, but I don't have to right now, and that's something really cool. But if you don't love failing over 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 and over again, you still won't like this game. Um so I'm surprised to see twelve million copies is crazy. I do wonder how many people are gonna bounce. But you look at the trophy list. I beat a boss eight hours in. He's pretty tough. You have to be decently leveled up to beat him. 58% of players on PlayStation have beaten that boss. So a lot of people are sticking with the game. That's a pretty high percentage. So, yeah. it's see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'm curious to check the I'm, trophy percentages. I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who are just like, all right, Elden Ring seems to be the most talked about game. This is the biggest thing. I got to be a part of it. And then they play it and they're like, whoa. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> And not for me, but and I'm that curious was, to see what those trophies are looking like. And that was me. You know, a couple of months. And I'm kind of yeah. wondering, like, man, why did I never get into these before? Like, this is the genre I love. I love these brutally difficult games. I've just always done But you tried one. You tried Sekiro. And it, it yeah. didn't Sekiro, didn't I've, I've heard, is the hardest of them all. Uh, like, because it's oh, so... Okay. The combat is so fast and so parry-based that, like, it's hard mm-hmm. from the start and really never gets easier. Like... So this one, okay. being able to build my character and grind for stats and level up how I want, I think is, I think Sekiro is a bad one to start with, uh, based on <laughs> what I've read. And I've never tried <laughs> any other one, except for I played like 10 minutes of Demon Souls on PS5, but that was just to look at it. I never had the intention of actually playing it, but now I probably will. Maybe. Yeah, after Elden Ring, but it's so cool. And yeah, playing it on the phone with Zach was like, man, this is like one of the best games to do this with just like hang out and play it together and just talk about the stuff you see. Cause it's, 
it's just so, so cool how different it is. It's not like if we were playing Uncharted 4 together and he's like, whoa, look at that. I'm like, dude, I'm not there yet. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> Spoiling me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta get down to the beach. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's phenomenal. Uh, I'm excited to keep seeing really cool bosses. But I, I want to talk about Pokemon too. but I want to hear about Kevin's PS5 first. Yeah. PS5. I So um, I'd always been hearing about how you know, smart delivery on Xbox is great and PlayStation's bringing everything forward can be kind of a pain. But at the very least at the start, it wasn't actually that bad. I was kind of uh, surprised. I mean, it is a little bit annoying that you have to have everything plugged in at once. You have to have the, the PS4 in and you got to have yep. that going and then you have the PS5. And if you don't have an Ethernet that can reach, it'll take a while. But it did transfer pretty much everything over. Like all of my accounts are over there. Uh, all my trophies and stuff are over. Um, I wanted to play Lost Judgment later. The DLC is coming soon, and uh, I wanted to hop back in now that PS5, you know, it runs a lot better on there. And that was a really simple process. It brought over my save, and then I installed Lost Judgment on my PS5, booted it up, and there are my saves. Was it now, easy to I... just choose between the PS4 version and the PS5 version of Lost Judgment? So just installing the PS5 version? Yeah, it just it yeah. just worked. As far as I know, maybe maybe it's just I, the I PS4 version. But when I I owned the physical PS4 version because I bought it when I had a PS4, and whenever I put in the disc, both versions would show up on my uh, home screen, oh, and that would weird. just that'd just be the ugly. only one like version is showing up. So maybe yeah. I should check and make sure that it's the the PS5 version, not the yeah. PS4. But at the very least, all the content is there. So that's nice. Now Yakuza like a dragon. That thing's stuck on the PS4 because screw me, I guess, and all the people that play that thing on PlayStation. But that was nice that that process was was relatively simple to to get stuff over. Um, so that was good. And then started off with Astro's Playroom. Nice. Platinum that. That was great. That yeah, is that game's amazing. It's a lovely game. little game, yeah. Like, the, the platforming is great. I love the different worlds. I love the, the integration of the different parts of the PS5 into all of these different worlds that you're going to explore. The music is surprisingly good. Yeah, like, it's I, awesome. I'm like, you know, like bumping my head to all of these different tracks. I enjoyed the platforming segments, uh, the the collection of, uh, of PlayStation's past was super cool. It's a gorgeous looking game. Yeah, I loved it. And... That'll probably be the best use of the DualSense controller in mm -hmm. any game. Yeah, what'd you think of the and DualSense it's, stuff? It's good. So, it's... I, I've only played Astro's Playroom in Horizon, and it is very noticeable in Astro's Playroom, and I have not noticed it, like, at all in uh, in my time with Horizon. But some of the instances of it I thought were really cool. Um, the ones that stuck out to me was uh, when you're the little spring dude, and, you know, mm -hmm. you're like coiling up and then jumping like you could actually feel the coil kind of stretching and getting closer in the controller i was i was surprised at how close it felt to like actually a, a, a spring so that was super cool i also liked the effect of walking in the rain uh you know like popping up your umbrella and then you can feel the little the little raindrops hitting you and then you know you walk under something and, and then it goes away but you can still hear it those are the ones that stuck out the most to me of course you have the triggers as well when you're in the rocket ship um, which I think is interesting. I don't think I'd want that all the time, but you know, it's an interesting thing to have to, to kind of, uh, change things up every once in a while, but I'm fully expecting that to be the, the main extent of, of my dual sense experience. 
You don't notice it on the like the when you draw an arrow in Horizon because that's pretty noticeable. You just fire. Horizon arrows. uses it pretty well. Yeah, there's yeah. like a a tool to light fire, and it it feels unique. Like when you're okay. pressing, I mean, I've the only played that. Kind of feels like hours, no. you're actually like doing a flint and steel. Like I don't know okay. if you know what I'm talking about, Logan. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, uh-huh. required item. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll have to to play in some more and. Uh and see yeah i feel you just notice it every time you hold down art uh the r2 like it you feel the the bow yeah i thought it was yeah that's pretty noticeable at some point it becomes like oh yeah that's just what it feels like and then you kind of i I guess i guess it never felt like that crazy to me maybe it was yeah it's integrated really well i was playing astro's playroom right before it and those Mm -hmm. were so much more noticeable that you go into horizon i think it's it's a little bit more subtle and they are more subtle a couple hours in it's just like well that's that's how it goes mm-hmm. but that's that's a good thing honestly i'd rather have it kind of blend into the experience rather than really stick out all the time i think astro's playroom does it really well because it is trying to introduce you to all these mechanics of how the controller works but i don't think i need that in every single game so kind of appreciate that it's not <laughs> that it's not front and center and everything um but yeah i really enjoyed astro's playroom Enjoyed getting the the platinum, and I did the speed runs as well to get the 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 last gold trophy, and those were fun. Those were like entirely new platforming segments, mm-hmm. so yeah. that was a ton of fun. Love that game. Yeah, <laughs> super cute. So good. And they so didn't good. they didn't even need to do that. They didn't even need to pack that in, but they decided to, and I'm super happy they did because it is a fun little romp. So that was fun. Did you like all the and PlayStation Horizon. cameos and like the little like Astrobot cosplaying different PlayStation characters? Yeah, those were super cute. I didn't know half of them because, you know, I never played <laughs> PS1, PS2, yeah. or much of PS3. I, I knew but pretty much I, all of them. I did recognize some, and they were they were cute to, to look out for and, and try and find in every little nook and cranny of the level. Yeah, they, they pack in so much fan service in there on top of just it being a solid platformer. And I know when you guys were talking about this a while back, just they need to make more games with Astro. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got VR, and you guys have said that's fantastic. They've got Astro's Playroom. It's a great platformer. I think they should do more with him. Like, make a fully-fledged game, because that was already so good, and just a little bite-sized, you know, five, six-hour experience. I think they could do a lot more with it, both in and out of VR. Yeah, PSVR so. 2 is coming, so I'd have to imagine that's probably the next thing we'll see him in would be a sequel to rescue mission and then but i agree like you don't just need to have a game to show off new hardware with him like this could just be a series i mean uh, the japan studio has pretty much been shut down except for team astro so at least the games are great like you might as well use them as much as you can and it'd be a a nice break from the uh the rest of playstation studios games where it's just horizon or ghost or Mm -hmm. or naughty dog games where they're all they're all great but they do feel a little bit similar sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to have something that uh, that feels a little bit different. Yeah, and uh, Sackboy Astro. 2. So I, and make a Sackboy yeah. Big Adventure 2, because that game is incredible. So yeah, I enjoyed Astro's Playroom a lot. Uh, I've played some of Horizon. I was, I was curious uh, to see how noticeable it would be swapping between performance and fidelity. And my God, I for one, I don't think my TV can fully take advantage of what's on offer. Do you have a 4K TV? Fidelity mode. No, okay. I do not. But the frame rate was immediately noticeable where I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like I started <laughs> uh-huh. in, uh, in performance mode. I'm like, oh, this is great. And I was like, all right, I should go back and just test it out and see how it looks in fidelity mode. 
and just moving the camera around once. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. This is yep. so slow. It, it It's not smooth. It feels choppy when you're swapping from uh, from performance mode. It just does not feel good. So immediately swap back to uh, to performance. And that, that's been great. It runs buttery smooth. I have not had any issues with it. And now I don't think I can go back. <laughs> the yeah. 60 yeah. FPS is a game changer. Yeah, yeah pretty not... much performance mode every time. And I have a 4K TV, and I even switched to that. I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth the slightly enhanced visuals to to suffer the frame rate to suffer that much. Yeah, if you're not on a 4K TV, uh, the performance and resolution mode or whatever it's called, what's called performance and fidelity. Fidelity has fidelity. no benefit for you if you're not on a 4K <laughs> TV. Like it changes nothing. So it changes yeah. the frame rate. Yeah, except yep. it changes the frame rate. <laughs> not a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and yeah, with most games you're going to be in motion so much that that I feel like performance is just the way to go because there's not going to be too many moments where you're going to kind of stop and just take a look around your surroundings where the where fidelity would be at its best. And if you really want that, you can just swap back. You can just mm-hmm. go into the menu and swap to fidelity if you want to do some like photo mode or something. Yeah. Um I just maybe some people are really into like super high fidelity stuff, but I could not, could not do that. Um, so the performance mode has been great. Uh, and horizon gets more of the same. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because I really enjoyed, uh, zero dawn on PS4. The world is absolutely gorgeous. Like you guys were saying just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the world is, is breathtaking to look at and explore. The water looks fantastic. And just like swimming through that. Now the, the, opening up more areas now with uh, with more swimming mechanics um super pretty um the combat i haven't gotten super far into it again it's 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 kind of more of the same not necessarily a bad thing it looks like there's a lot more in the way of uh of skill trees there is a a, a ton of, of skill tree stuff that i've not delved into yet uh, i'm only maybe five or six hours in so far um but yeah, it's it. It really is all about the spectacle of of fighting the the giant mechs. That is that is what you go to Horizon for. That that first big fight that you do was just like, all right, I'm back. This is this is what I want. This is what I want from the game, and I think it's going to deliver on that front. Uh, the story, I I also feel what you guys were saying about Aloy. She's kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sometimes it's. It's just she does talk a little bit too much. Like <laughs> when she'll like walk into town and like walks through her plan out loud to nobody. Like mm-hmm. that happens in games. I don't know. Like that happens from time to time. I don't know why, but it just feels noticeable here. We're like, all right, I'm in town now. Uh, I, sh- I should go to the blacksmith, but should I go? Like she's having like a monologue with herself. She's like, but I could do this or I could do this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like kind of weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. And at time, you know, <laughs> I feel like she's not as likable as she was in the first game. Mm-hmm. She feels a little bit yeah. more high strung. I mean, maybe maybe that's just because the world is ending. I don't know. But uh... <laughs> she's the savior the now. She's version. got all the responsibility. So. No, oh, just Aloy. Yeah. Just call no. me Aloy. Don't call me the savior. <laughs> yeah. Stop so I don't know. Um, yeah, she's fine. Kind of weird. But I do... I do really like the world building that they do in these games. I liked it in the original and I like it here. I like all the different settlements and the factions and um, just like going around and talking to these characters 
and I was surprised at just how natural some of the interactions feel. When you get to the when you get to the circle that you choose your options, that doesn't feel um, you know like super realistic in in terms of the conversation. But when you walk up to somebody before a cutscene and then they start talking just in their mannerisms and how they talk, it feels it's really impressive how how human and lifelike it feels sometimes just with how they move and how they talk and how it feels like it is a human that you're talking to and and not just you know computer generated sometimes where they move really stiff like some of the movements that the characters do just in dialogue is really impressive that's something i feel is really improved on this one compared to the first one is just yeah those interactions those the the kind of camera work is more dynamic in those conversations too i feel like in the first one it was a lot of just back and forth, headshot, 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 back and forth. But now it's like, oh, they'll like sit down when they're talking. They'll like walk around a table. They'll, they'll just do more stuff, which makes the conversations more engaging. That's definitely something I noticed too. Yeah. yeah so that always makes it fun to, uh, to go and pick up quests and just to talk to people. Did and, you play machine strike? I did not. Oh, <laughs> it. It. it was at <laughs> the city and I saw it there yeah, and I'm like, do it. maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll it's come back. Worth if it. I want to play the uh, the main part of Horizon. I'll, I'll give it a try at some point. I do want to see what it's all about, but I I did kind of want to delve more into the actual game itself. You know, you got all the side quests, you've got um, all the different collectibles and things. I can already tell that that the inventory system is going to be crazy when it's like, all right, I've got two hundred of these branches, and some of them are in the stash, and I had like know, a that thousand was in the stash. <laughs> yeah me too i should go to my stash i'll send this to my stash uh so i know that the inventory system is going to be a little bit annoying um but that was how it was in the first game i feel like this is just more of the same but looks prettier and for me that i don't think i needed that much more than that obviously i haven't played through the game entirely so i don't know how well it holds up through its full runtime and and how all of the the side quest and main story uh holds up but uh, from what I've played so far, I'm I'm having a good time with it. It's fun. Yeah, I think overall I ended up liking it a little bit more than the first one. Now I still have to get used to the PS5's menus, and I don't, I don't know that it's 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 something that you really have to get used to coming from the PS4 because you just build these muscle memories of how to do things. Like, all right, I need to press this once to get back to the home screen. I need to hold it down and then I can go to the menu to put it into rest mode or to sleep. And now it's like, oh, I need to press it so I have the menu and then I can go and turn it off or put it into rest mode. But if I hold it down, that's when it takes me to the home screen. It's, you know, that the muscle memory is completely It's opposite. definitely different, yep. I have to get used to that. And then the the challenge cards or whatever they are They're are so useless. Most I never Pointless look at them. things. And it's so frustrating because it makes the trophies harder to to find in the menus. Like I was trying to go for the platinum in Astro, but I had to like go back to the main home screen and then go into Astro where, you know, like go onto its icon and that's where the trophies are and then go there. I'm like, why why isn't this here? instead of all of these challenges that mean nothing to me or be like, Oh, you know, you've got this time trial that, you know, you're in the middle of I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> it, and it takes up so much real estate on the menu too. Like they're huge and they're pointless. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they're there. 
Um, I think that space could be much better used just even for trophies. I think they could integrate the trophies so much better than they do now um, just to make it easier to get to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I still haven't figured out, is is there a way to uh, to go into the menu and close a game or do I just have to go to the next game and it closes? Uh, yeah, you just hit options on the icon and hit close game, hits there. Okay. It's, the, it's the same, I think, as the PS4. Okay. I guess the menus are just like in different locations so yeah i'm yeah. still getting used to the menus some of it is fine the the challenges i think are incredibly dumb and have no yeah. real mm-hmm. point there um but yeah i'm i'm enjoying it a lot now the dual sense battery life is not good it's terrible nope. it was not a good sign when i plugged it in at the start when i was uh moving all my data over and by the time that i was wrapping up my first session it was like oh your battery's low. <laughs> oh God, are you serious? Yeah. Like the the dual sense features are cool in certain instances, but man, I think I'd rather just take a solid, you know, like twelve to fifteen hours of battery life. You could turn them instead off instead of the five or six. You could you turn off. You could turn off all the dual sense features in the menus if you want. Mm-hmm. Does it extend battery life? Oh yeah, totally. If you don't have that stuff Great. on, it makes your battery life way better. So that's something you could okay. do if you wanted to. All right. Maybe I'll try it out at some point, or or maybe selectively decide which things yeah. to keep. Because I've noticed that's that when, give you the, the ability. When I that. played Horizon, it died so fast that I pretty much just played with it plugged in. When I play Elden Ring, which uses zero dual sense features, it lasts way longer. Like played three and a half hours yesterday. I had it unplugged. It worked the whole time. And then I played Horizon for like two hours. It's like, oh, you got, you got to plug me in. <laughs> so yeah, that the DualSense stuff, definitely. It's like when you play 3DS with the 3D on, it's like halves your battery life. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, I guess that's a cooler feature to drain battery life than, say, the PS4's light. <laughs> yeah. They the, the battery life, which was so stupid. Which I don't think you could turn uh, off. I don't think that you could no. go and turn you off that light. You can make it dimmer. Yeah. I, I dimmed mine as low as it could go, but that only does so much. Yeah. So I that's nice that they give you the options. I'll have to go look into them uh, a little bit later um, so that you can extend your battery life. Because, yeah, sometimes it is really annoying, and the cord they give you is never long enough at the start. I bought one for my PS4 that is way longer and made it easier, but now they have USB-C, so... So um, much better. Another one. I just use my phone charger for my... Now, the USB-C, yeah, is great. Yeah. That, uh that they have that support instead of micro USB nonsense. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, just some minor annoyances here and there. Um, but for the most part, I'm enjoying it a lot. And it'll be hard to go back <laughs> to these games that are 30 FPS on, on older gens with uh, with performance mode. You know, I didn't find that. When I play games on Switch no? at 30, I'm like, I, I don't mind. It's, it's weird, but I care if a game right. is 30 on PS5 but not if it's 30 on an older console or on, on switch. I don't know why it's like that, but I'm, I'm yeah, glad it's I'm like that. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll have to see if, uh, if it's the same for me. I hope it is. Cause I don't want these, these games just like, well, I can't play these anymore. This nah. is unplayable, but I'd be curious going back to zero dawn on PS4 and playing that on a PS4 after playing uh forbidden West on, on PS5 with how they run mm-hmm. like, ooh, that, that would feel weird. You can play so, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima now. I can. I can't it's, wait. It's on the list, but there's. I mean, I'm playing Forbidden West now, and Rune Factory and Kirby are out in 
a week. A week. The Lost Judgment DLC is three days after. Uh, Mario Kart's out tomorrow. Mario Kart's out. I have no idea when I'm getting to any of these other games. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll find some time. Yeah. It was not the greatest timing, but I'm glad nonetheless. I'm glad that the saga is over and I don't have to deal with Amazon's nonsense of being out of stock by the time it's finally in stock and doing endless, endless lotteries. It's nice to finally be done and just be like, oh, if there's a game that I want that's coming out, like Saints Row this summer, I want to play it, you know, at higher frame rates. And I'll just be like, well, I can I can buy it on PS5 and it'll be all good. It's nice to just have that and not be wondering when you'll actually get the chance to pick one up. So Yeah, totally. Yeah. Also, it's huge. <laughs> the thing takes yeah. up a lot of space and the box also takes up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. thing is massive it was interesting it just felt weird carrying it out of the store when the guy gave it to me i'm just like oh like i'm just like (laughs) carrying this massive box outside but it was nice it was it was a relief to finally pick one up Ooh, yeah it's awesome you gonna be my returnal co-op partner now oh god (laughs) come on (laughs) you want me to buy another game no at some point uh, drop the money play returnal with me i want to play it in co-op now that it has it but zach Uh, doesn't want to play it I that's going to be a while from now because there's <laughs> yeah, Ghost is high up on the list. I want to play Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Want to play Sackboy at some point? Oh yeah. Uh, but then you know, then Miles there's all Morales. these other Switch games that are coming out too. Miles Morales as well. There are so many games that I've got to catch up on and that are coming out. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know when I'm getting to a lot of these, but I'll try. I'll try. Can I talk about Pokemon? That's... Oh yeah, you want to talk about Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've been alluding, I've been like dabbling in it the last few weeks. I've only played for like seven hours of this Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, which I, I did end up picking up. And it's really cool. It is, it kind of does fulfill, I think, kind of the childhood dream you had. Like if you just dreamed about running around and throwing Pokeballs at Pokemon and interacting with, in, with them in new ways. It is, I really love the core gameplay. It is super fun to craft stuff in the city you craft your pokeballs craft your heavy balls are the only two types i have right now Uh, and heavy balls you can barely throw like they just you throw them like five feet and then they hit the ground Uh, but they're much more effective at catching pokemon that are unaware that you're there so if you're good at stealthing up behind them you can like throw a heavy ball at them and you're more likely to catch them than if you just throw a pokeball at them so it is super fun just stealthing around and catching a bunch of different pokemon the pokedex entries are super fun to fill out like there's different challenges for every species of pokemon to catch where if you want to get to research level 10, which 100% completion of the game is catching every Pokemon and getting to research level 10 on their Pokedex. It's a tall order. My sister did it. She played the game for like 90 hours. So it's it's pretty hefty to do this. And it's some of it's like, oh, you need to catch this many of this species. Some it's like, you need to catch this many that don't know you're there. Some are like, you need to see it use Aerial Ace 10 times in battle. You need to defeat this many in battle. And it's a different collection of missions for every different Pokemon. And it's super fun to like go and fill those out and level up your, your sheet and just kind of explore these wide open areas. It's super cool and I think really promising for, for a future entry. Because this one does have a lot of problems to me. <laughs> it is ugly. It does not look good. It does not run well, and it does not look good. I'm running around, and I'm like, I'm playing on the TV, and I'm like, 
man, I don't want to play on the TV because it looks better in handheld because it just looks bad on the television screen, which is a shame. But yeah, it doesn't look that great and it doesn't run that well. And then my other big problem is the story is bad and constant. They talk to you all the time in this game with really simple dialogue about this story. There's a little more mystery to it than there usually is to a Pokemon game. So I think that the the story is more fleshed out closer to like a mystery dungeon than to a mainline game, but not as good as a mystery dungeon story. Um, But there's just too much of it where all I want to do is get out into these open areas and catch Pokemon and be left alone. Uh, They are constantly talking to me and telling me what to do. Which I've heard gets better later on in the game. I'm still in the intro, and it is this totally new genre of Pokemon, so I get that they're trying to really hold your hand to tell you how it works, because this is a kid's game at the end of the day. So it makes sense, but I'm excited to get a little further to where I can kind of chart my own missions and decide what I'm going to do. But the battles are hard. I'm, like, really happy to say it. The fights are difficult. Like, there's these alpha Pokemon that have red eyes and are giant that are roaming around the the world. And if you get caught up with one of them, good luck. Because it's probably going to wipe half your party before you take it down. Like, they're tough fights. Uh, I did the first boss fight where if you've seen any promos for this game, it's like you're, you're roll, you're dodge rolling around the monster and you're throwing like balls of food at it. So you're like just throwing stuff at it and then dodge rolling out of the way. And then if you can get it to roll like into a tree or into the wall of the arena, it launches a turn-based Pokemon battle. So if you stun it, you can then throw one of your Pokemon at it and it, it goes into a battle. And those battles are hard too. And if you win that battle, then that Pokemon is weakened and the food you throw at it for the next like 10 seconds does more damage. So it's it's pretty cool. There's the strong and agile style thing too where you can choose to be slower but increase the power of your move or be faster but decrease the power of your move. And it is a new layer to turn-based Pokemon battle that I think it is needed to just kind of spice it up a little bit. And it's super cool to strategize this way. You're like, man, my Pokemon's almost dead. Guess I'm just going to go for it with one more strong attack before he dies. Because he's not getting another turn anyways. So just like kind of using your party like that. And it's the first time ever where I feel like you have to have multiple Pokemon in your party that are a good level. Like, in, even in the originals, you can just steamroll with one Pokemon if you level them up enough. And never lose. Like, I think a lot of us played that way when we were kids. You just have your starter who's, like, level 100 and he just wins <laughs> everything. But yeah. in this, it doesn't work like that because the fights are legitimately difficult. And that's just something I've been wanting for a very long time. So, I'm actually really happy with it. I think it's the best Pokemon game since, like... Heart Gold, Soul Silver, or Black and White, because I know people like those too, but easily since Gen 5, it is the best Pokemon has been since it jumped to the 3DS and beyond. And that was almost 10 years ago. X and Y was 2013, so it is the happiest I've been with a Pokemon, a mainline Pokemon game in a really long time. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's super cool. And just swapping between your Pokeballs and Pokemon in the open world. Like, you see a, a Pokemon running around that you can't catch without battling it, And you just whip out a Pokeball and you throw your Pokemon at it and it just seamlessly starts the battle. There's no like wipe screen like where it goes to black and then the battle starts or you see like the grass pop up and then the battle starts. It's like you throw your Pokemon out, you are in battle. You never leave this open world look. It is super cool and it is, it really does feel like an evolution of the series, which I was hesitant about, but... 
they pulled off something cool, which is why it's a shame to hear that Scarlet and Violet seem to be going back to traditional battle and catching mechanics, which is like, <laughs> why? Why are you doing that? Uh, but well, they seem they seem very comfortable to launch these within a year of each other. Mm-hmm. So presumably yeah. they could just keep two series going. Now, yeah. what that means for a possible sequel's graphical quality, if they don't really give it any extra time, remains to be seen. Yeah. But I, I could see them being separate series while feeding off each other in certain aspects. Or maybe it's not till Gen 10 where we finally see the Legends gameplay incorporated into the mainline since Scarlet and Violet have already been in development for like probably three to four years. So maybe maybe that's it. But it's really cool. If it's like ever on sale for like 30 or 40 bucks, which who knows because it's Pokemon, I'd recommend you guys trying it out because it it is... It's really great. It is fun to experience Pokemon in a new way. It's fun to have a little bit of challenge in this series again. That I mean, you guys even said like the Elite Four was a little tougher in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Like it's yeah, nice it to see, like God, Sun and Moon is just a joke. Sword and Shield is an absolute joke <laughs> difficulty wise. So it is fun to have just a little more challenge back that they kind of trust their audience a little more to figure out how to win these battles. So I really like it. I'm still only in the first area. Uh, but it's it's really fun to roam around and, and just catch Pokemon. It's a very chill experience compared to Elden Ring, which is extremely hardcore. <laughs> a so, yeah, I, I really like it. It's got its problems, but it turned out a lot better than, than I thought it was going to uh, based on some of the pre-release stuff I was seeing. But it's cool. It's a cool game. Yeah, I want to I keep an eye out for it if it uh, comes down to a decent price. I want to pick it up. We'll see yeah. if that ever happens. What's a shame <laughs> is my physical copy is like, it's like kind of jacked up a little bit. And it's not something I could just swap out with a case that I care about less. Because like the corner, the top left corner of the box got bent in transit. And it like permanently wrinkled the this, the cover. And it's like, dang, that yeah. sucks. Uh, but oh well. You're, but the package wasn't destroyed. The, no, <laughs> no. But speaking of that... <laughs> I got an update to that in our O2 oh, this week. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I didn't know there was an update. Yeah, let's get into the O2. So we've been planning this for a little while, but the last couple of weeks have been so busy with, with news and things that we didn't have time to get to it. Uh, but a couple of weeks back, we talked about how Nintendo was shutting down the 3DS and Wii U eShops as Zach gets prepared over there. <laughs> so when we heard about that, it's like, all right, all hands on deck. Both digital and physical games, you got to get on it now because it's, they're going to get more expensive and their games are already getting more expensive than they were even just a couple of weeks ago. So we thought we'd take a look at some of the stuff we picked up as well as any stuff that you're still on the lookout for. Um, Zach, have you really picked up anything besides my, all my games? <laughs> I bought monster Hunter for ultimate digitally. Nice. On 3DS right. Nice. And you got a, you got Triforce heroes again. I did, but did we talk uh, about I was going to buy that anyways. Uh, yeah, I bought a second copy of Triforce Heroes for my, my buddy, Logan, me, and my friend are going to play it together because apparently playing it with three people is the only way that game is enjoyable. So that, <laughs> wow. that is how we're going to do it. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an investment. Yep. <laughs> three copies. And your, your Game Boy Color, your Game Boy game. I don't know if you talked about that one either. Oh, I, what is it? Donkey Kong Land 2? <laughs> yep. Wait, what? I bought Donkey Kong Land 2 for Game Boy Specifically the second one. Is the second one? I owned the first one? one. Oh, all right. So I was like, oh, I own the first one. I might as well cool. buy the second one for a little more than I was comfortable paying. It was like $13. That was uh, digitally physically? 
It was at a pawn shop. We went to we went pawn hopping um, when I visited Logan, and I bought yeah I bought a loose copy of Triforce Heroes because I already owned the case for my copy. I bought the Game Boy Color Donkey Kong Land two, and then I bought a loose Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon uh, for DS with for like thirty thirty five ish dollars, which was a pretty good deal. Deal. Yeah, those are always really expensive. You can keep keep a lookout for for a case. Maybe you'll get lucky on. on I bought one. I ordered one. Uh, oh, you did. Okay, I made an offer to a guy on eBay. I wasn't expecting him to take it, uh, but he did. It was awesome. Like 30, Thirty bucks. So all in, it was like under seventy, and that game's going for like, it's like ninety. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, hundred. hundred. Mm-hmm. Any way that you can uh, you can save some cash. Logan, what what have you been picking up? 3ds, Wii U front. Yeah, so some weird, <laughs> some weird stuff. <laughs> um, I, I I I already talked about Mario Sports Superstars and yeah. Luigi's Mansion remake, which I already showed off. I got those, and then I believe I've secured a copy of Ever Oasis. I'm curious about this. Okay, I've this been is a story. And eBay is a hundred dollars or more for basically. Yeah. Anything. So here's what I'm doing. I have. Uh, it's not a sure thing yet. It, it has a lot of moving parts. But basically, I found this person on on Facebook Marketplace who is selling Ever Oasis along with a 2DS. They are selling their 2DS XL with Ever Oasis and Fire Emblem Warriors on 3DS. And they're selling it for $200. And I'm like... That's a, that's a deal. If I'm going to buy it. Those, like, so I am uh, going to buy that for $200... It's on the other side of the state. So my friend is driving down on Saturday to pick it up for me uh, in Olympia because he's actually going to visit a friend down there on Saturday anyways. So he's going to pick that up. And then I'm going to remove the games and then try and flip the, the 3DS for, I don't know how much those are going for. They're going for like 150 uh, 160 2DS Yeah. X, uh, a 2DS XL. That's the new... Did, that's the newest the new one. That's the most yeah, recent thing. because they didn't... Okay. Yeah, yeah and I was, I was I looking like around. If it's in... If it's in good condition, you could probably get 150, maybe even, maybe 200, even 200 for it. Yeah, if it's, in uh-huh. good, if it's in good shape. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip. The th- I'm gonna resell that and then have a cheap copy of Ever Oasis. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> that is how and it's happening. What about Fire Emblem? Uh, do you already own? that? I don't have that, so I'll just keep oh, it. Okay, whatever. So you're just gonna keep that nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's how I'm doing good. that. Do that I, is a deal. Yeah. Sometime I don't know. Feel a little a little a little cheap about it. Sometimes I. When I see these, I'm like, should someone tell them that they're selling something way below what it's worth and could make more money? I don't yeah, know. It's a dilemma. Kind of take advantage. Like, yeah, they're still yeah, making 200 bucks was... for something they don't want. Sometimes yeah. people sell things cheaper just to unload it yeah. faster. So yeah. maybe they do know. But yeah, yeah. Some, some people don't want to deal with trying to haggle with people. And it's yeah. just like, well, you know, I can sell it for this and make a profit or whatever. But yeah, I, you know, a couple years ago, picking up awakening for fifteen dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. like star fox and all these other games so you know it's it's half finding the right people and it's half the right timing so yep anything on the uh, digital front for either console uh let's see not yet uh, on wii u i was looking at the shop but i have not i've not bought anything yet i was just going through and downloading some of the free things that i hadn't gotten yet but i did get some other things i don't think i showed this yet uh, I don't think I showed off my uh, Circle Pad Pro that I found at a Game World uh, here in town for $8. And I was like, yeah, why not? I've always been very curious about this. This is what added the second Circle Pad to the original 3DS model for games like Metal Gear Solid Remake on on 3DS. Monster Hunter, uh, which I also did end up getting a 
physical copy of Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I found that on Facebook uh, for pretty cheap. So I'm going to play that on my old 3DS with this, which I'm excited about. Uh, this box is a little beat up, but whatever. It's a physical copy with all the inserts, yeah, which is do. really nice. Uh, and nice. then I got... When we went to the pawn shops, I found a cheap copy of Twilight Princess, the Nintendo Selects version. So I was like, okay, I'll buy this, and then I will uh, grab a box of the original copy on on eBay, and then I found a box-only no-game listing that actually came with a disc, even though it wasn't supposed nice. to. Nice which little surprise. Is awesome. Yeah. Man just forgot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and now, uh, Zach just got a free copy of Twilight Princess on Wii. So. Let's go. On his favorite go. console. Yeah, his yeah. favorite. His favorite. So that was a, a top, nice little surprise. And then, the, uh, the big update. The big update on the destroyed game is I had to jump through some hoops, but I finally got a How refund. How long ago was this? Oh, it was just a refund. How long ago was this again? It was in July. So eight months ago. Oh. <laughs> I finally got a refund for, I was just too lazy to do it, for Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, the physical copy. And then I grabbed a new one on Amazon that was actually $10 off. So I, I got, I good saved deal, a little deal. bit of money. Finally have my physical copy it is not destroyed it is still in the wrap i'm considering just keeping it in that uh, for a while because i have oh, it digitally mean. yeah so yeah but this this box art is awesome so happy to finally have it physically i just was getting paranoid i'm like man these ace attorney games are skyrocketing in price like latent ace attorney is so expensive oh, i ridiculous. gotta do it now yeah so yeah those those are my pickups i just think it's so funny it's like it was destroyed yeah. like, what happened like <laughs> Someone like blow it up and then yeah, they, yep. they need an explanation part for that. <laughs> Want to see the story behind it? All right, now for me, I'm poor now. Uh, let's go through. Zach's got all of my games. There's Smash for 3DS. There's one game. Uh, it was like 10, 15 bucks on Amazon. So I'm like, all right, all right, on eBay. So I was like, all right, I'll pick that up. We've got Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. It's the only Luigi's Mansion game that I haven't played out of the three. I played the original on GameCube and the third one, so I'm curious about that. What do we got next, Zach? <laughs> We've got Ocarina of Time 3D. It was also pretty cheap, like 20 bucks in Ocarina yeah, was, of Time. I've, I've heard that the three that the 3DS version of it's pretty good. So uh, That's how I played it, and I liked it. So, looking forward to that. Another Zelda game from a non-Zelda fan, Link Between Worlds. Another one that I've heard is very good. I'm going to uh, play this. Feel free. Uh, play your so copy. Wanted to check that out at some point, and nice to have it. Uh in the collection now all of my mario and luigi games uh quality notwithstanding on some of these <laughs> <laughs> we've got mario and luigi dream team the one where you go in luigi's head we got paper jam oh boy that one's probably not very good i'm gonna but... play that <laughs> but i'm curious about it i thought i thought these were the same game originally they, they look so really similar so yeah logan was was talking to me the other it's day so he was funny. like so mario looks exactly the same hold those up yeah, hold up it's, mario it's literally copy paste it's literally <laughs> and only luigi changes yeah which uh hold up what is it dream team it's dream team and, and paper jam paper jam yeah if you're watching the video version <laughs> mario is the he same is exactly the same and i think in one of the other cases He's in the exact same pose, and his, his eyes, his are, eyes just like... are slightly different. <laughs> uh, and then Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions. I'm actually very excited to play mm -hmm. that one. The other ones, like Dream Team, I'm like, I've heard it's okay. And Paper Jam's like, uh. But Superstar Saga, I've heard, is very good. So the first three are those. good, and then they fell off a cliff after <laughs> and that. And then Alpha Dream died. Gosh. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of went a little bit hard on that. Those were basically all the games that I could get at or below MSRP. Uh, Superstar Saga was the only one I went a little bit over on with shipping and tax, but that was still under 50 for those. Um, now all the other ones that I want to get are just stupid. So yeah. it's like, unless I get really lucky, I'll probably just have to pick up a digital copy before, uh, before the shop closes down. Also, I've got a new 3DS XL. Not with me, but Logan's got it. Logan's, yeah, I gotta Logan's open got to open the drawer I'm XL. storing it in, in my desk. <laughs> there so, it is. Whenever I get back stateside, I'll have a new 3DS to, to play stuff on. Which is exciting. And, and a bunch I'm, of I'm very excited to here it is to try out the the new 3D. Looks uh, like in very yeah. good shape. It's, yeah, but, immaculate condition. Yeah. Only yeah. thing I was saying is the the shoulder buttons are a little sticky, but still pressed down nicely. Oh, those are actually getting better. Those are those are starting oh, to get a little better. They unsticked. Yep. Uh huh. Just had to remove it from the previous. I, I feel like it hasn't been in use yeah. for years, so I feel like it was just mm -hmm. sitting there. And oh. they, yeah. All right. So and I just sometimes uh, I'm like I just try I work them a little bit. Trying to get them in, in good shape for you. But yeah, the new 3DS XL is nice. I This is the only 3DS model I don't have, I think, at this point. Oh, and the Wedge 2DS I also never got. <laughs> you had a chance. Ugh, chance yeah, I haven't yet. Yeah, the stylus is pretty girthy, which I, I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's thicker than, uh, than but it's the... But it's not... Well, which one it has the fountain extend. pen? The, the original PSI? 3DS. The, oh, yeah, oh, the that, first 3DS. Like, yeah. Uh -huh. There was one that was like really fat. Oh. Something. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a DSi or something? I DSi XL. But... It's the DSi XL <laughs> that has the huge one, yeah. Yeah, I really like the new 3DS XL design. Um, I just don't like the glossiness. It's really glossy, so it's kind of a fingerprint magnet, but it's, yeah. Don't it's, I have to like take really off nice. the back to get the... the you do, yeah. You, can, you have to unscrew these tiny two uh, screws, and then there's like little divots on the side too that you just have to like crack off and i've heard the sound Ugh. is very terrifying when you do that it's different it's because the small new 3ds has the changeable face plates so that's why they stored the sd card internally but then for the xl they're just like sorry you just gotta rip oh. it open yeah which i think is, is kind of weird but the colored buttons are really nice too it has the famicom oh, colors yeah. and the lettering the little little nub yeah the little nub yeah it's it's a yeah. really nice machine I'm excited to to check that out and to check out the the new 3D because you know the, the original 3DS models the 3D was not very good you know yeah. if you moved it all it would disappear so I'm excited to try one out that actually tracks your eyes. Speaking of the SD card, uh, so I bought the uh, three Ace Attorney games that are av available digitally on uh, on 3DS because they were all on sale. Uh, PSA, if you're looking very, out for those. Cheap. They are the cheapest they've ever been. Five bucks Five for each one. The dollars. The DLC I, cases are more expensive so than mad. the actual game. Because <laughs> I bought them, and I still haven't played them. And I bought them, like, a month or two ago. Mm. I was kind of concerned for a second that they weren't going to weren't gonna do it again. But I'm glad that Capcom went in. Not only just for Ace Attorney, but some Monster Hunter games, Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. are all super cheap, kind of just a blowout sale. I'm really hoping that somebody else beyond Capcom will remember that the 3ds exists and kind of discount some games yeah um but i tried to download one and it's like full storage on the first one that i try and download I'm like oh okay <laughs> Dang. so i like pop open my sd card and it's two gigs a little little oh, dinky, two one gigabyte sd card yeah wow. i think that was i think that was the the og og because i remember getting a new 3ds or a 3ds xl after my original and bringing over the two gigabyte SD card. But it came with a original. four gig. Why didn't you just transfer? 
That's really. I don't know. I don't know where the four gigabyte went. (laughs) Either way, I was like, "Well, this is this is ridiculous." So I was like, "Hey, I have a 128 gigabyte that I just removed from my Switch because I upgraded to like a 512 or whatever. I'll do that." And then I look up online. It's like, "Oh, you gotta like, you gotta jump through some hoops. It's hard because you have to like reformat it." But I reformatted it. It was kind of a pain. A couple of times I inserted it and it didn't work. But now I have. 128 gigabytes. So do you have like the micro SD in an SD converter and then in the slot? Yeah. So when you buy uh, the micro SD card, it usually comes with one of the like bigger uh, SD cards that you can slot in. Okay. So yeah. So now I have maximum space that I probably won't ever use. No. Um, But I picked up all the Ace Attorney games and they all fit. Nice. Picked up some of the DLC as well. The DLC cases. So you grabbed Apollo? Apollo Justice also? Yes. Sweet. Yep. All right. Got to get all of them because they're going to disappear. Really hard to find. Yeah. So, yeah, I am uh, out of a lot of money after all of that and uh, and the PS5. Yeah. <laughs> Drop some cash. Any other stuff that you're that you're on the lookout for now? Uh, I think for me, unless I get really lucky, I'm probably going to be done on physical and maybe like the Dragon Quest games, Ever Oasis, depending on how expensive they get, might just get them digitally. Yeah. But anything else for you guys uh maybe some other first party stuff that weird random pikmin and metroid games i'm still i'm still on the lookout for <laughs> for no reason <laughs> what yeah. federation force federation and... force and hey pikmin not good hey games pikmin. but i want them for posterity <laughs> yeah zach anything from you or are you pretty well set over there yeah i think i might do keep an eye on digital sales like you said dragon quest and ever oasis i'm probably never gonna buy physically at those prices so yeah might keep it might keep it on the digital store yeah, running, running out of time. May is the last month to pay things, uh, pay for things with a credit card. Remember, if you haven't already, to merge your wallets mm-hmm. so that uh, you can add funds to your Switch eShop account, and then you can carry it over to the 3DS as well. But running out of time, I should get on that. And yeah, if you're interested in any Capcom stuff, uh, hop on the hop on the eShop now and, and pick some of them up because they are really cheap, and you don't know how many how many more of these they're going to be doing.